I've been talking about this now for over a year, and uh, I guess I could do it for another year if I wanted to. But, you know, I tell you every week that, um, that just watch the news, and if you watch the news, you see biblical prophecy in front of you. <clears throat> for example, last week I was talking about Luke um, 21, and we were talking about, you know, it says, uh, as it was in the days of Noah, and then it says there, you know, it talks about birth pangs, and it says there will be pestilences and famines and earthquakes and that sort of stuff. I have an article that I just, uh, just within the last week, and, and the article says this, could Mount Hood be the first volcano to erupt, uh, to erupt on the West Coast? Uh, in recent years is what it's talking about. And it goes on to talk about um, how it's showing signs of coming to life. Y'all remember Mount St. Helens when it exploded, and there, there's concern that this is doing the same thing, Mount Hood. But uh, the article went on to say, uh, talk about uh, other things going on. For example, last Wednesday, a week from today, um, the nation of Greece was shaken by um, a 6.2 earthquake, um, which was huge to them. And it goes on to talk about um, uh, New Zealand was hit by powerful earthquake uh, last week, 7.0 on the Richter scale, uh, sending residents 100 miles uh, off the coast fleeing. Um, and they had a tsunami warning. Iceland uh, had a swarm of 17,000 earthquakes over the past week. Um, and the article uh, just talks about uh, all of these uh, uh, earthquakes and other places where volcanoes, volcanoes are have them nervous, I guess is the best way to say it. So, uh, you know, that's precisely in line and... and uh, the American Geological Society will tell you that they've never seen in America the numbers of, do you know, you don't hear about all the earthquakes that they're registering, and every week they're registering hundreds. Uh, now you might say, well, technology now has enabled them to, you know, pick up more of the tremors and that kind of stuff. That, that may be the case, but they are saying we've never seen it like this before. And so, you know, again, the Bible just comes alive when Jesus says that there will be famines and earthquakes, you know. And so um, just uh, read your newspaper and you'll see um, prophecy being fulfilled. Okay, last week uh, we continued to talk about um, uh, how they'll hand uh, Luke said they'll hand us over to the, um, the authorities, to the government. So we talked about all of that. We talked about why judgment would come on a mystery Babylon. And again, we spent a long time talking about who is mystery Babylon. And uh, uh, again, you know, I, I said I believe it is America slash I think very possibly New York City. Uh, and there's a growing number of prophecy Bible teachers that are starting to say, yeah, this is starting to look a whole lot more like that is the, the case. So we're talking about, so why would God destroy them? Well, we said, first of all, because of the shedding of innocent uh, blood, uh, for one, uh, as in per, uh, um, 
abortion. Uh, we talked about uh, the persecution of God's people. God will, will, he will defend his people. At some, sometimes Christians say, well, where's God when the Christians are suffering? And by the way, you know that there were Christians who died today someplace on the globe because of their faith. And so the day will come when God says, I've had enough of you picking on my people. And uh, so persecution of God's people. And, uh, and then because they will hand us over, how will they persecute? Well, they, we said the, they'll restrict our freedom of speech. Uh, I sent my staff an article this morning about how uh, that has just recently happened um, where um, in places now in Canada, they're beginning to talk about enacting laws that give them the authority to review a pastor's sermon. And if he uses anything inflammatory in that message, uh, arrest him. It happened. Uh, speaking to their own congregation. And so we talked about uh, the restriction on freedom of speech. We talked about the... Uh, how they'll, uh, at some point in time, eliminate uh, you, the financial benefits that a person gets by giving to the work of God. And then we talked about, as I said, um, the fact that they will uh, hand you over to the authorities. Um, they will restrict religious broadcasting um, and, and those sorts of things. Then there's a third reason that God... Uh, uh, will bring judgment on Mystery Babylon. And that is, uh, if you've been keeping any kind of consistent notes, it is the refusal to affirm, uh, let me just say it this way, sexual perversions. And there are so many of them right now, aren't there? Uh, and uh, that will cause, um, uh, it'll probably be one avenue towards some measure of persecution against the church, but, um, but the refusal to affirm or uh, to acknowledge and say this is okay, uh, that will bring God's judgment. Uh, not for us to say it's okay, but for us not to agree with the culture. Does that make sense? And that will bring, at some point, God's just, uh, justice. Listen to this, or if you want, you can open up to Luke chapter 17 and uh, verses uh, 26 through uh, 30. And this is a, uh, the passage that talks about the days of Noah. So if you want to look there with me for just a second. Um, verse 26 says in chapter 17, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the... Um, the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, just as it was, now look at this, in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking and buying and selling and planting and building. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained uh, from heaven and destroyed them all. So will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed." Now, you understand exactly what he's saying there. It'll be a normal day. Everybody will be doing what they do. 
buying, selling, planning, building. And that's why you and I have the, the responsibility to uh, stay alert, okay? Because uh, there are other passages that tell us that, that there'll be, he'll, he'll, uh, Christ uh, will come like a thief in the night. Uh, we can know the seasons, he tells us. That's why we study these things, so we can have a familiarity with what's going on around us, and, and so uh, we can be acquainted with that. But the fact is, um, it wasn't until the rain started coming down in the days of Noah that people said, hmm, something's going on. And in uh, the case of Sodom and Gomorrah, everything was going, I didn't say everything was good. I said everything was going on like it had always been going on or for a while. And then fire and uh, a sulfur uh, rained down. We'll talk a little bit about that in just uh, a minute. So uh, there was great sexual perversion. And you remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Do y'all remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? You remember um, that God sent two angels, uh, two messengers, to tell Lot and his family, you need to get out of here, I'm about to destroy this place. And you know, by the way, they argued about it. No, we don't need... They, they argued about it. And you remember what Abraham had even said, if you can find... a got it down to 10 righteous men. Will you spare it? God said, yeah, there were not 10 righteous people. The Bible did call Lot, Lot righteous. Did you know that? We don't think real highly of Lot most of the time, but the Bible did call him a righteous man. Um, we struggle with that because when these, these uh, uh, sodomites uh, came to the house of Lot, they said, give us these men so that we may have sexual relations with them. Send them out. We want to have sexual relations with them. I, I really am dis disappointed in Lot when he said, I'll give you my daughters. You know, but, but uh, that's for another uh, 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 time. It was a wicked place. And God finally said he's uh, had enough. And there's going to come a point in time where God says, I've had enough of the perversion. And because a culture calls perversion uh, good doesn't make it good. Because a culture calls perversion natural doesn't make it natural. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. This is what Isaiah the prophet said. And so... Uh, part of the judgment of God will, become, uh, will, will fall on Mystery Babylon because it will be, at, at that point, it will be so perverse. Uh, and then here's the fifth reason. Because of the betrayal, I believe, of Israel. Now, I don't know if you're paying attention to the news, but you're starting again to see the, the administration of this country taking a uh, or backing away from Israel. And um, that spooks me as much as anything. And I believe one of the reasons we will eventually 
see the judgment of God on Mystery Babylon is because whoever Mystery Babylon is, it will abandon uh, Israel. There are numerous passages. I'm not going to give them all to you, but I'll I read them all. I'll just simply say Jeremiah 51, 35 to 36. If you want it, we'll go over there and look at that one. This is uh, a prophetic statement as it relates to uh, Israel. Thirty-five and thirty-six, the violence done to me and my kinsmen be upon Babylon. Let the inhabitants of Zion say, My blood is upon the inhabitants of Chaldea. Let Jerusalem say, Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will plead your cause and take vengeance for you. I will dry up her sea and make her fountain dry. Prophecy teachers say that is both a reference to the fact that Babylon literally uh, uh, took uh, captive Israel, but it is also a portrait of what is coming to Babylon in the future, this mystery Babylon um, that, um, that is identified that way, that God will bring his wrath and his judgment uh, upon them because of the way they have treated his people. Now, now I'm asked sometimes, well, you, when you say treated his people, you're talking about Israel. I believe in the future setting, it's talking about the people of God. Israel were, were the people of God, but you and I are too in the sense that we were, Paul said, grafted in. When we were, trusted Christ, we became God's people. Hello? And so God says, for what's happened to my people, uh, in particular Israel, uh, I will exact uh, my, my wrath. Um, when and how will that play out? It could be, some believe, in the battle of um, Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38, 39. We talked about that a long time ago. Um, and I believe uh, that that is a war that is fought prior to the tribulation. It probably even sets up the ruler to come, uh, to rise up, the Antichrist to rise up. But it will perhaps also be when God expresses his wrath on, um, on Mystery Babylon. Uh, again, we're not sure, but the betrayal of Israel will be one of those uh, reasons. Now, uh, let me move to uh, another um, aspect of, of what we're talking about with the last days, and that is um, if, in fact, um, America or New York is Mystery Babylon, uh, what is the probable coming attack all about? I want to just read you some quotes from some folks that have some pretty high um, connections. Former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates, you remember that name, 2006 to 2011, Secretary of Defense, I quote, Every senior leader, when you're asked what keeps you awake at night, it's the thought of a terrorist, a terrorist ending up with a weapon of mass destruction, especially nuclear. He said that's what keeps us all up. General Richard Myers, a former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, said, I'm no alarmist, but I did spend four years right after 9-11 looking at all this intelligence from violent weapons. God for, uh, forbid 
if someone gets their hands on nuclear materials, terrorists in particular, they could do it that way as well. And they're ruthless, so we know they'd use them. They want to bring down the United States in particular and the West in general. Former joint chairman. Um, World at Risk. It was a report of the Commission on the Prevention of Weapons of Mass Destruction and Their Proliferation and Terrorism. It was appointed by the United States for this study in 2008, and here was the uh, statement made from them. Terrorists are determined to attack us again with weapons of mass destruction if they can. Osama bin Laden even said that obtaining these weapons is a religious duty and is reported to have sought to perpetrate another Hiroshima on America. Now, in Jeremiah 50 and verse 25, the Bible says something kind of interesting, that it is God who is the source of all weapons. You know, I've told you that God has used pagan, like the Babylonians, He used pagans to bring discipline and judgment on His own people. Nobody, nobody operates outside of the, the parameters that God has established. Does that make sense? So God isn't taken by surprise. 9-11 didn't take God by surprise. God didn't. We, we said, I didn't see that coming. But God didn't say that. Allowable under the power of the prince of this world, Satan himself, that has been allowed by God. Does that make sense to you? And so, and so these things uh, can happen. But Jeremiah 50 and verse 25 says that the real source of everything, all weapons, uh, is God. He, he really is the source, right? That's why he can use a pagan nation to bring judgment on his people to try to discipline them. And some, but, but by the way, when he brings judgment from a pagan people, he also tells them, you just hang on, you're going to get yours. I might use you to spank my people, so to speak, but I won't forget that you spanked them. <laughs> All right? Now, what weapons will destroy, let's say, Mystery Babylon? Well, um, let's look at a couple of Scripture passages. T turn in your Bible to uh, chapter 50 of Jeremiah, since we're there. And look at verse 40. It says, as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and their, uh, and their neighboring cities, there were five neighboring cities, declares the Lord, so no man shall dwell there and no son of man shall sojourn in her. He's talking about Babylon, all right? Go to Isaiah. Let's look at another passage, Isaiah 13. Look at verse 19, and Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the splendor and uh, pomp of the Chaldeans will be like Sodom and Gomorrah when God overthrew them. It will never be inhabited or lived in for all generations. Now, why do we believe this is referring to the future Babylon? Because Babylon proper that has been inhabited, all right? So he's talking about mystery Babylon, and it says it, it will never... Uh, 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 it will never be inhabited or lived in for all generations. No Arab will pitch his tent there. No shepherds will make their flocks lie down there. But wild animals will lie down there. And their houses will be full of howling creatures and the ostriches and dwell there and wild goats and hyenas and so forth. So 
Um, so the picture is this, that, that these mystery Babylon will be destroyed. Um, and, and again, there is a sense when you talk about Sodom and Gomorrah that it was destroyed completely. So he uses that as an illustration for Babylon. He says, as Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, so will Babylon be destroyed. And Sodom and Gomorrah was a place where nobody, most biblical archaeologists uh, feel that they've pinpointed where Sodom and Gomorrah used to exist. Do you know where that is? Under the Dead Sea. And I want to tell you something, something happened there historically that made the Dead Sea the Dead Sea with all the minerals. Now, there's great deposits of minerals and those sorts of things. It's dead because the Jordan flows into it, but nothing flows out of it. And, you know, that has to happen for, for life to, to survive in a, a lake or a pond or anything. But the, because of the nature, the salt and the sulfur content there is unreal. Isn't it interesting that it says that God rained down fire and sulfur? And so uh, 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 many biblical archaeologists look at, at that area and say, this most likely, and because of what we can tell ge geographically from Scripture, this is where probably Sodom and Gomorrah was. So let's look at the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Go to Genesis chapter 19. In Genesis uh, chapter 19, uh, look at verse 23. It says, Then the sun, uh, the, then, um, the sun had risen on earth when Lot came to Zoar. And then the Lord uh, rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife, you know the story, behind, uh, behind him, looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. By the way, you can see these salt pillars under the uh, Dead Sea. It's uh, fascinating. The first time I ever went there, it kind of blew my mind. You can see these pillars right under the, that come up to almost the surface of the water in, in a lot of places. It's just pure salt is what it is. Who knows? One of them may be Lot's wife. Um, but, um, you know, the story, she was told not to, to look back, uh, but to, to move forward. But she did. And, um, and, and she died. Um, so God was very specific. Get out of there. Because what's coming, no one can survive. Nothing will be able to grow there. Nothing will be able to live there. And uh, that was the case for Sodom and Gomorrah. And they were told to flee from the blast zone. Look at verse 17, this same chapter. And as they brought them out, that is the messengers brought them out, one said, escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills lest you be swept away. And uh, they were getting them out of this blast zone. Um, Scientists, you know, wear special glasses when they look at, at a nuclear bomb. When it goes off, they don't just... They look. Have you ever wondered why they were told not to look back? 
You know, and you see a uh, scientist or nuclear uh, technicians when they detonate a nuclear bomb, even for a test thing, they always have glasses on because they can't look directly at it because of the the extreme uh, brightness of it. And uh, I think it's quite possible that had something to do with her demise. Um, and in, in verse 25 there, if you notice, it states that uh, even what grows on the ground was destroyed. The land lost the ability to grow the vegetation. Some of you have been to that region. Now, it, you have the Judean wilderness. You have all of these things in the Holy Land. But I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing quite as barren as the area right around the Dead Sea. Have any of you been? Have any of you ever been? No? Tim, you've been, haven't you? Am I right? I mean, it is just, it's even different from the rest of the desert sites, isn't it? I mean, it's just something else. And uh, by the way, we're still planning to go. I'm taking a trip next December to the Holy Land. We'll go there. And, uh, and you'll see what I mean if you go with us. It's just barren. It's just, there's just nothing quite like it. It's exactly what the Scripture describes right here. And, and, and by the way, you do know nuclear radiation destroys vegetation. And the ground, um, uh, it, it absorbs the radiation and it makes it impossible for anything to grow for not just a short period of time, but essentially for hundreds, they tell us even thousands of years. And uh, it's that deadly. And look at verses 27 and 28. Um, and Abraham went up early in the morning to the place where he had stood before, and he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land um, of the valley, and he looked, and behold, the smoke of the land went up like the smoke of a furnace. All right, we're almost done here, but go with me if you want out of Revelation chapter 18. I'll show you something. Or did you catch that, what we just said, and you, you understand that, that uh, that's how Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, and you understand that Jesus said it'll be not only uh, like Sodom and uh, uh, like the days of Noah, but it will be like Sodom and Gomorrah. And, uh, and so you get this description of how Sodom and Gomorrah uh, was destroyed, and it, it, it certainly reminds us of a nuclear event, all right? Um, now, look, though, at Revelation 18, verse 9. And the kings of the earth who, commanded, uh, who committed sexual immorality and lived in luxury with her, that is, uh, Mystery Babylon, will weep. And well over her when they see the smoke of the burning. Then look at verse 18. Um, well, go, go back up uh, verse 17. For in a single hour all this wealth has been laid waste, and all shipmasters and seafaring men and sailors and all whose trade, uh, who trade is, whose trade is on the sea, they stood far off and listened to this. And they cried out as they saw the smoke of her burning. That's exactly like the description we just read in Genesis about Sodom and Gomorrah. That Abraham looked from a distance and he could see the smoke of her burning. And then, of course, we see the sudden destruction of mystery of Babylon. I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to talk about the sudden destruction of mystery Babylon out of Isaiah 47 and Revelation 18. And then I'm going to give you some... 
Uh, just a whole list of in, interesting quotations by some as it relates to that very uh, subject. So we'll talk about that. Then let me tell you where we're going after that, and we'll do that next week and move into, has America been warned? And is God, is God still speaking to America? Has America been warned? And is God still speaking to America? So uh, we'll go through the first part of what I talked about relatively quick next week, and then we're going to move into that. Uh, has, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a couple of passages, one from 2 Kings, another from Isaiah, uh, as we answer that question, has America been, been warned? Okay.